0: I mean, the cool thing is that all the activities that we do are so much fun that my kids, if they hear, okay, it's time to film some science experiment, they're happy. They're almost, you know, fighting for, to make sure that they can actually get there first. Uh, because there is always fun. Uh, I don't do the boring stuff, basically.
1: So welcome again to Kids Lab, a podcast for parents, educators, and everybody interested in STEAM education. In this episode, we're talking to Sergei Urban, the creator of the Dad Lab. Its mission is simple, teaching science through play. So, Sadjay is a stay-at-home father who started the Dad Lab as a way to inspire fun activities others can do from home while educating their children and spending more quality time with them. Originally a website and blog, Sadjay now also expanded to YouTube or Instagram. On both platforms, he has nearly 1 million subscribers. Other ways to follow are via Twitter or his Facebook page, and choose what social media works for you really. Of course, all the links will be in the show notes at kidslab.dev. Sergei has also published a book with these activities and experiments, which includes 50 science projects. It already got translated to seven languages and even more languages are coming soon. All of his ideas are inspired by his sons and he's mainly using objects and tools he's finding around his house. Originally from Latvia, Sergei now lives in London with his wife and two sons. He has a master's in economics and runs the dead lab full-time. Again, a quick reminder, check kidslab.dev for this episode's blog post with all the links mentioned during the show. All right. Welcome, Sergey. It's super cool to have you on the show. How are you today?
0: I'm fantastic. Thank you for having me.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. So, Sergey, tell us all about the Dead Lab. How did it start?
0: Uh, yeah. So about, uh, four and a half years ago, uh, I was working in uh, web developing. So basically we're just making websites, uh, websites and managing those. And then my wife said, oh, there is a big boom on Instagram. Uh, let's do something there. So being a parent, uh, I wanted to kind of just mm, help people. And the problem that I wanted to help them to solve was, to uh, find cool toys, cool toys that you that you would give to your children, and that we that would play and learn at the same time. So yeah, this is how it started. And um, originally on Instagram, my name was Early Learning Toys. Uh, but uh, after a while, um, so I changed the name to the Dat Lab to make sure it's it's not limiting me in any ways. So uh, I wanted to do to show more stuff rather than just toys. Uh and uh then Instagram introduced videos which were 15 seconds videos, so I started filming those. Then Inst- Instagram introduced 60 seconds videos, so I started <laughs> doing those. So I was just growing wrong with the platform. Uh and then I started cross-posting all the content to Facebook, basically posting the same content at the same time, just using the tick in, in the app. And uh then a the video on Facebook went viral. And within a week, I got my first 100,000 subscribers. So it was like about 2,000 before then, and then 102,000 after a week. So I was thinking, okay, so Facebook is something I have to kind of spend my time on too. Uh, And then after a while, I was thinking, I have so many videos now, so why don't I upload them to YouTube? And that's why the DatLab is across all platforms now. So it's Instagram, Facebook, Facebook, uh i'm trying to be on twitter too i'm trying to get on tiktok as well so just basically trying to be everywhere at the same time just sharing uh my experience what i do with my kids and trying to inspire other parents to do
1: the same it's very cool and i think you're you're super successful right i saw on instagram and on youtube you've got close to a million followers each right or subscribers
0: yeah so i mean surprisingly i was starting on instagram but instagram has less followers than facebook so on instagram i have close to one million but on facebook
1: i have over three million followers so when it comes to the experiments and the activities that are on the dead lab on all your channels how do you get the inspiration for these ideas that's uh, simple enough And the thing is, uh, again, being uh, a
0: busy parent uh, I don't really like, you know, to spend a lot of time setting up activities I, uh, you know, buy all the equipment, special equipment, you know Or special materials for a cool project What I love, I like to just, you know, open kitchen cupboards And just pull out some things uh, Mix it up together and come up with some cool activity cool, cool science experiment I know the simpler one is like baking soda and vinegar Uh, And you, when you mix in those two materials, you get a cool reaction. But you can do so many uh, uh, different ways of mixing those materials, and I have done quite a few already on on my channel. Basically, the same activity, uh, the same uh, process, uh, the same reaction, but we're just approaching from different ways. And what I try, I love to do is just combining. uh, Let's say chemistry we're learning about numbers or letters so uh, and at the same time having fun so even so th- people uh, my children think okay we're actually just gonna mixing and uh, having this bubbly fun here uh, the behind the scene on, on a side they're actually learning a lot of uh, new interesting stuff you know so physical uh, properties of objects uh, or just a lot of
1: other basically stuff what I find super amazing is also that for me as an adult, and I guess that's also true for others, it is just super exciting to watch that too, right? So you don't even have need to have kids, to be honest, to be interested in this channel. Um, it's just really fun to watch. It's amazing. So <laughs> congratulations. Yeah, because one of the things I'm trying
0: to do with DatLab is inspire other parents to spend uh, more quality time with their kids. And the best way of doing that is to inspire adults to do that. So all the activities that I'm trying to come up with are as as cool for kids as, as much as they're for, for ad- adults. And if adults are excited, if parents are excited about the activity, kids can see that excitement in their eyes and they would, you know, that 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 is what um that's the moment when memories are created and that's what what I want to achieve with
1: my channel just to inspire those uh, beautiful moments so I've been asking myself what is the ratio between experiments and activities that worked and that act and activities that didn't work and therefore probably also didn't get documented so And as a follow-up question, I would have the question for you if if you had the idea to at some point document also the experiments that didn't work, because it might be fun to watch. Yeah, the the thing is, there is no experiment that that doesn't work.
0: Because the thing is, if you tried something and it didn't work, it's... That's a part of uh, experiment. So it means that whatever you mix together just doesn't work. Then try it a different way. And again, it's it's a, uh, it's one of the reasons we have to try things. I, I remember once I went to uh, Good Morning America, like the big, it's the biggest uh, morning show in America, and I was just doing the experiment where I was basically stepping on eggs. Uh, and because the thing is, in theory, eggs are X shell are so. Uh, strong that you can actually step on them uh so i was just showing you that and then i smashed all the eggs uh, <laughs> under my, my feet and i was thinking this is actually part of learning process i mean you know that it can be done you're trying different ways and then you find your own way so that's why i'm saying there is no uh, wrong way of doing experiment when you fail in doing something you learn from that
1: that's perfect. Embrace failure, right? Exactly, and It's something yeah. so, so important in the business world, too, actually. So. In our daily life, yeah. Totally. So, by now, you also released a book, and it contains lots of experiments, of course, that you would imagine or could imagine. And um, how did you actually have the time to, to write this book, and how did you come up with all these, these contents then? So. Yeah, the thing is, so basically, at some point in my life, uh, I was c- contacted by a literacy agent
0: uh, uh, who t- who told me that uh, I could write a book, and but you have to realize that I'm just gonna kind of regular dad. You know, even this success on Instagram doesn't change the fact that I don't have experience in teaching. I'm not a scientist or anything. I just got lucky that people kind of um, followed me, supported me in what I do, and just like the content that I post. But I'm still just a regular guy, and then this lady comes along and she was saying, okay, you can actually write a book. I said, no, I can't write a book. And it took her like six months to convince me. Uh, so after six months, uh, yeah, I signed up for the thing. Um, so yeah, we I, I come up for with some uh, exclusive content for the book, but then I used some of the best content uh, that I have done uh, in my previous years uh, and just put it in in a book in a new format when what I'm basically describing the science behind all the process and then I'm uh, suggesting what else could be done so what extra step you can do when you're doing this experiment so the book uh, at the end of the book, I actually kind of quite quite proud with the book with the result uh, it's nice looking and when I look at it it's basically uh, uh there is pictures of me and my boys how we can start it so it's for me it's it's like like photo album but at the same time it's something that brings uh happiness some uh, good uh family uh time to other families basically bringing some
1: some uh, beautiful moments nice hey, cool. so i've got your own photo book published now basically <laughs> exactly yeah with, <laughs> with some text text in there and probably bought uh, you sold probably a few million too much then. <laughs> So I, I noticed one funny thing about the German version; it contains forty experiments, and the English contains fifty. So I thought, is just the German are the German sentences just way longer, or what is the reason for that?
0: Uh, yeah, because originally when I released my first book, uh, so I released it in UK because I'm I'm based in London, so I released it in UK, uh, and it was forty activities, uh, and it was my debut book book, and it went quite well. So I started. Uh, offering uh, it to uh, other countries to translate it to different languages. And uh, are one other country that uh, we sold the rights uh, to, to adapt it to uh, was America. Uh, it's basically America and Canada. Uh, so I was working with Penguin and they have experience in the market. They were saying, okay, we want to kind of change the book a little bit, but we want to make this American adaptation and we, will, uh, we'll, we would like to make it a bit different. Let's, let's add ten, 10 more activities. And I thought, yeah, I have plenty. I can attend, no problem. So we've done t- uh, 10 more activities, 50, for American edition. So currently, there are two like English version. One is British with 40, and another one is American with 50. Uh, but all the other countries, uh, all the other languages, other publisher, publishers uh, take the my original book, which has like 40 activities. And so far, uh, the book has been translated into, again, German, Italian, Korean, traditional
1: Chinese, and just more languages just popping up every day. So can you give us maybe two or three cool examples um, of these activities that are in the book, but also on your channels um, across the Internet? um what what's what's and i'm also asking because we're gonna of course have some some links in the show notes so listeners really have a good reason to to check the show notes out and then follow on to your content here what would you really recommend to to have a look at
0: uh i mean the thing is uh, we have done so far like over like hundreds and hundreds of uh, experiments so i can't really say which one is the best uh but when we're talking about like uh what things surprise me the most. I remember this one uh, experiment that I have done a while ago, and they called it uh, black magic. Uh, And uh, basically, the way you're doing it is basically taking uh, black markers from different sets, so make sure it's like different brands or the same brand, but different kind of sets. Uh, They look like different. So what you're doing, basically, uh, taking a piece of paper, it could be like a tissue, just a strip of tissue. Then... uh, do just with one black mark and just do the line there. And then uh pour some uh water in a glass and put this strip into the glass so it uh, it uh dips a little bit in the water, and then and what then starts happening is basically water starting to climb up uh, uh over this paper of this tissue and take the uh this black line with it. And basically, what is happening, uh, it's it's just beautiful to see how this black color is actually just uh, getting divided in a lot of different colors. And you can see that different kind of brands or different markers actually using different mix of uh, colors to make their black. And that is just amazing. It's just like, as I said, it's just black magic.
1: It looks black, but it's a lot of things actually happening there, not just black stuff. It's awesome. And so you can learn a lot about probably... Additive colors with that, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the thing Very is, cool. I, I don't kind of teach my kids any anything specific. So what
0: I'm trying to teach them is uh, to understand the world around them. And you know, the the, the mo- most proudest moments are those when uh, we do something, some experiment at home or just you know, simple activity. And when we're going outside, they will say, "Oh, I know why this is happening because we have done this." activity at home and you know, we, we know what is happening so this is what i want for them it's not like i don't want them to uh, know all the terms at the moment at the, the moment there is like a completely different uh, priority and i want them to be like curious about the world
1: don't be afraid to try things be creative uh yeah just like that so do you have uh, one experiment in your head that was probably the most challenging one in terms of the setup I mean, the, th- the thing is, the
0: problem is, uh, when I tr- all the exper- experiments that I'm trying to do are, are quite simple, quite easy, and, and the only problem, the, o- the only difficult uh, thing that I have is when I have to prepare an ice in, in advance, because you know you have to kind of put it in the freezer and it has to stay there overnight. So, and if you're not ready and you're trying to set it up now, uh, you know you have to. T- it's going to take a while before you get the ice. And again, one of the most popular videos I have on my YouTube channel. It's about eyes. I mean, it's it's like dinosaur dinosaur eyes that I have done uh, by putting a small toy dinosaur inside the balloon and then uh, pour some water in the balloon and then froze it overnight. So the thing is, so I want to do. It's quite far, uh, quite quite fun for my kids. So uh, I chose quite big dinosaurs. So it was quite a challenge to put those to put those huge dinosaurs inside just regular balloons uh but but the result i mean again it was challenging and then, we, and then they throwed it i it uh and then uh we went outside and the boys were just basically opening those balloons and just smashing with the hammers uh those eggs so the activity was called just uh ex- excavation of dinosaur eggs uh, and they had all the fun and then were really surprised by seeing the dinosaur toys right there inside the eyes. So that was cool activity. And uh, I, it's the most popular video that I have on YouTube, which like, that has like tens and tens
1: million of views. And it's a simple idea, but it's just lovely. So I'm just assuming, um, the experiments that you do on, on the, that lab, um, are they always appropriate to the age group of your kids? So you're kind of simply following your kids, correct? yeah i
0: mean the thing is i can't make them uh to do stuff that they don't want to uh so it, i'm trying to always to look what exactly they're interested in and uh now for example my kids both uh can read but a while some time ago they couldn't so i was doing a lot of activities uh about reading about letters uh so i can't do that anymore because they can do it so what's the point of it so th- uh, they are always in the center of or, or when I'm trying to come up with something, I'm always thinking about them. But again, when I'm thinking about all the other uh, regular activities, some science experiments, uh, it could be fun for any age. And again, one of the questions that I usually am asked uh, by my followers, uh, so this uh, science experiment, so what age uh, for, for kids, kids, what age it's appropriate? And I usually say, because the thing is, it's there is no age limit. I know that a lot of adults are following me and just enjoying these fun activities. But at the same time, if we're talking about kids, uh, you can show the, uh, activity to some, to a baby and the baby will think, Oh, it's a magic. But then you do the activity with a toddler and maybe a toddler could be involved somehow. Maybe just help you pour something. Uh, so it's going to be the same magic, but now he's uh, or she is taking part in it. And then maybe a few la- uh, years later, you can actually explain the science, explain the processes, what is actually happening there. And a few other years later, you can actually get into more deep and uh, tell telling them about, you know, molecules and atoms, how it's all interconnected and when this, why this reaction is happening. So there is no age limit. The, the, if you think that they, the kids can can't understand what you're talking about. Uh, I uh, always try to explain, because sometimes they can surprise you. And I have faced quite a few situations, like when I'm thinking that my kids can't do this, but they can. But the thing is, sometimes we think, okay, uh, they're not capable and we're not trying. So I always encourage people to try. Uh, So if you think the science experiment is too difficult for your child, try. If the child is not interested, you can, you know, try always, like in a year or so, or just later. But don't be afraid to try stuff, and and I guess uh, as always, you have to monitor to make sure that you you in control of environment and make sure it's safe. Because again, uh, coming back to uh, the fact that I'm not teacher or a scientist, I'm doing what I what I think is right, what I think is safe, and I always look with my kids doing this stuff.
1: So how easy is it at times to convince your kids to be part of this? Are they natural actors and they want to be filmed or do you sometimes need to convince them to be in front of the camera?
0: I mean, the cool thing is that all the activities that we do are so much fun that my kids, if they hear, okay, it's time to film some science experiment, they're happy. They're almost, you know, fighting for to make sure that they can actually get there first. Uh, because there is always fun. Uh, I don't do the boring stuff, basically. I, but sometime, uh, sometimes, sometimes there is an experience when uh, the thing is boring, and then I, I I see that after a while I I, I can get i uh, getting this genuine smile. But but it's basically sometimes they're just pretending that it's not fun. But they always learning something new, and I make sure it's fun and new at the same time, so they can't resist.
1: Uh, all the activities that I do with them. They must be really curious too, I guess, know what's next. What's, what does Daddy do next? <laughs>
0: no, actually, uh, kids are learning too fast. And sometimes, yeah. so basically, uh, well, there is always what I'm trying to do when I'm trying to pick up the activities that we're doing. I always find, try to find the one with the twist, something interesting, out of ordinary, you know, anti-gravity, something that flies that doesn't supposed to fly, something like that. Uh, but before, be, uh, before starting, I always ask uh, my son, so what do you think going to happen? And he would always say something. And at the end of the experiment, it turned out to be false because it, there was a twist in the experiment. So now I, when I ask him, what do you think going to happen? He thinks one thing, but tells me the opposite because he knows that there is a twist. That's why you know, kids
1: are learning too fast. Very nice. So you already gave us a lot of recommendations and cool insights, actually, when it comes to Steam activities and steam education also but would you have some more general advice on how to engage kids um in steam activities yeah i mean the thing is uh, general advice would be
0: uh, even if you have a, a activity set up ready to go uh and you want to show them one specific thing but your child's not interested or want to do something different experiment with the same kind of materials allow them Because they are the ones that are curious enough to get into that. And we don't want to, uh, we don't want to stop them to to be curious. So don't just allow them to be who they are and just make this stuff, maybe break some things, fail maybe, but
1: learn at the same time. Very cool, so you' are basically saying, "Follow the path of your kids, right, and just kind of you know take the feedback that they give you. I mean sometimes cool.
0: they, they can't be bored saying, "Okay, so what do I do with this?" And you're saying, "Okay, just mix those two red and, and blue and see what happens, and that's a fun thing, but before that, I'm sure they're gonna they would mix all the cards you have on a table and they would have a lot of fun just and doing your experiment that you planned for, and much more uh different ones, additional ones.
1: cool so sergey for the future besides becoming the number one channel on youtube or something like that what are your plans for the future do you have anything special planned that you can share with us here
0: uh i mean the thing is i mean i'm always trying to reach more, more people in a different kind of ways i can so so far it's been mainly social media uh i've been lucky to go to different um tv shows to show experiments i have uh, i showed recently i was on a conference and i was uh, performing some science experiments on a stage which was big stage with lots of people like uh, it was amazing experience so i always try to inspire more people so now i'm thinking maybe to go thinking about maybe making some my my own products i don't have any any kind of any specific stuff or anything but it's something that i'm looking into maybe come up with my own games uh so maybe board games and stuff so basically something uh continue just to continue what i'm trying to do is just to inspire parents spend more quality time with their kids basically doing fun stuff together and learning something new
1: so, Sergey, thank you so much for your time. It was really inspiring to listen to you. Thank you for sharing all these cool activities. I wish you all the best for the future, for your channels, and please let me know when there's something new that we should absolutely talk about.
0: Yeah, thank you for having me again. And um, yeah, um, I hope uh, the DATLAB is going to help more people. So, if you don't know how to find the DATLAB, just Google it, the DATLAB.
1: In this episode, we explored the Dad Lab. If you follow the links in the show notes at kidslab.dev, you'll find hours of interesting YouTube videos with educational, interesting, and fun experiments. In the next episode, we're looking at BlockScat, a block based 3D modeling tool for education. We're talking to its co founder and CEO, Solomon Menashi.